0: Log Talk Radio. in
1: ten. Nine, eight, seven.
2: Show of 2021 and we are ready to say goodbye to 2021 and Good Riddance. What a good cra- crazy year it's been. Maybe good, some good highlight points, but you know we're we're ending the year very much close to the way that we started the year. And so I'm about done with all of this virus stuff. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Well, that's another topic for another show. But today is our last show for 2021, uh, as we allow our team and families to have time with uh, their their families on Christmas and New Year's and bring in the New Year. And then we'll launch our brand new year on January 8, 2022. Adam in, super Browns fan, um, super uh, Buckeye fan. Our college football go-to guy uh, is going to be joining us here in just a moment, standing by in the balance screen room. Also, Tony Donahue on tap today to break down the NBA, and yes, uh, the NBA, maybe not as crazy as the NFL this week. Uh, we're going to talk about that with Ed Kratz, Pete Ryder from the Philadelphia Eagles, and, and uh, uh, SI.com, our official NFL contributor, joins us at the end of the show to break down this crazy world in sports and if you're a fantasy uh, football guy like myself and have uh, fantasy leagues throughout we'll see what kind of an impact that this has uh, this has going forward in the playoffs in the fantasy football world my name is Tom Marquis el presidente 917-889-856 stick around It is about to get good.
3: The Air National Guard. Guarding America, defending freedom.
0: Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, what is uh, that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh my god, it
4: talks! No, it's me, Linda from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children! Save them! Stay back! I've got me!
3: Oh!
1: What are my eyes? We're
3: moving!
0: It's called beauty sleep for a reason.
1: Fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Croix pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists, do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes
4: veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee,
1: so that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any?
5: You know what, actually I'm, I'm just going to order it They make it fresh. Yeah, roasted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Black Rifle Coffee.
1: It's good.
2: Down the hall and to the left. Thanks. in. Adam, how are you, sir?
6: I'm good. Tom, how are you?
2: Oh, never better. You ready for Christmas?
6: You bet. I was ready like a month ago.
2: Ah, I, I know You got a little one there. It's always fun to have the little ones uh, around at Christmas time and, and stuff. So I know it's fun with my granddaughter. And you know, she's 11 years old. Does that tell you how old this guy's getting? My granddaughter's that, 11 years crazy. old. That's <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, well, in all fairness, though, uh, my son is remarried, but he, her daughter, her son, is two years old. So, I guess I have a two-year-old grandson as well. But nonetheless, we 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 jump into it. I hope you have your black rifle coffee, of course, Adam. I know you don't need any coffee, <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, black rifle coffee. Uh, make sure that there, it's a great Christmas gift. You can get some orders. There's still time for it to, them to get there by Christmas, but guess what? You got to do it today. It, it, it really is a great organization. Great coffee, every kind of coffee that that you can get, you can think of. They just dropped a new flavor called 1773 so I can't wait to get that bag. But the good thing about it is when you buy a bag and give a bag, have a friend whose son's in the Navy, and that's all they serve on the ship is Black Rifle Coffee. So get yours at BlackRifleCoffee.com. Well, uh, here we are, Adam. It's college football prognostication week, I guess, as we li- as we look at some of the bowl games. We- we'll we skip ahead of of the uh, toilet bowl games. We usually aggravate Rick with those, but uh, – He's, he's working today, and we want to make sure that we
4: can.
2: <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we've seen some coaching changes here over the last uh, week or so that we haven't really had a chance to talk about. Uh, when we look at the coaching carousel, what's the biggest, well, surprise? Are we surprised that Oregon has the coach that they have? What, what are your thoughts on the coaching carousel before we get into these bowl games?
6: Yeah, I mean, I I think the biggest surprise, honestly, was Brian Kelly to LSU because mm-hmm. I I mean I don't I don't think like Lincoln Riley I think caught people off guard primarily because you never heard LSU in the conversation, but at right. the same time with the you you knew that LSU or you knew that USC was going to go big time hunting for their next hopefully superstar head coach, so it wasn't a, a big surprise. You know, we've heard for a while. Every time there was like a major head coaching opening in the NFL, you always heard Lincoln Riley's name kind of thrown around. Mm-hmm. So it was never like a a shock that he was, you know, that, that he That's left for somewhere else. I mean, this is mine.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
6: and and so that wasn't a big surprise. But Brian Kelly, to LSU, was the was the the, the jaw dropper. Primarily, just because like, you know, you just kind of assumed that he was he was. Gonna wrap up his career at Notre Dame, and at the same time, I I know I remember when the news dropped. I I I texted you and I said I would be shocked if Kelly makes it more than four years into
2: that contract.
0: Yeah,
2: and we talked about
0: it. You know, this
2: is a month.
1: Go ahead.
6: Because I mean, figure LSU has fired the last two coaches that won a national championship. Mm Two years after they won. Yes. Well,
4: uh, yes. like we talked about. So I,
2: don't,
6: I don't know how Kelly laughs there. They, they have totally unreasonable expectations. And I think he was, he was going there. This is simply a retirement contract. But I think yeah, this could exactly. be very much like this could be the – I think he's going there thinking this is my best shot to win that elusive national title. And I hate to fake it to you, Brian. It ain't going to happen, man.
2: <laughs> well, you know, here's the one. I'll tell you, he's got a smart agent. I'll give him that. It is his retirement contract. It is also I'm getting paid contract. So, if LSU, there's a clause in his his contract, and I think I sent you all these different clauses that he's got. But one of the clauses that he's fired, and he he doesn't leave on his own, he gets everything. He yeah, gets I mean
6: that's the thing is, I mean, dude's dude's getting paid, so I don't I don't blame him. But that was the biggest, the biggest shocker, I think, of all of them for me. Um, and really after that, I, I actually had predicted Billy Napier to Florida. Um, I think Billy Napier has been one of those under-the-radar head coaches. I was like, this dude's going to get a good job. It's either going to be LSU or Florida. Um, and then, I mean, beyond that, you, you know, I think there's still some spinning of the coaching carousel left to do because this usually doesn't happen until after bowl season. I think more than anything, the biggest surprise was that you had Brian Kelly walk away from Notre Dame, still in the playoff hunt, mm-hmm. and and so did Lincoln Riley. I mean, that was, I think, the bigger surprise. Now, at that point, Oklahoma was essentially eliminated, but I think that was the bigger shock than anything else. Um, Brent Venables to, to Oklahoma wasn't a surprise. I don't personally know how good Brent Venables is going to be. Um, the other, the other big thing about Clemson is Clemson got rocked. They lost their defensive coordinator. They lost their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Both of those guys took a couple people with them. They promoted internally, which has worked for them for a little while. But I, I kind of, you kind of got to wonder if if the, this kind of magical run that Clemson's been on, it it, it, it might be uh, it might be time to get off that uh, that train because I just I don't <laughs> I don't see them
2: retaining what they've been. It's it's a crashing, that's for sure. Well, let's get into some of these bowl games. Obviously, we know January tenth, the national championship will be right here in Indianapolis. Uh, before we get to some, the the uh, playoff uh, college playoff uh, games, let's talk about some of the games that we would normally talk about anyway. We'll start with Ohio State, obviously ten and two uh, against Utah, ten and three. Going to be a good game. It's the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, and you know a lot of times. I remember, again, going back to show my age, I remember when the Rose Bowl was the game to watch, no matter who was playing. Uh, so in my mind, whenever I, I hear somebody going on the Rose Bowl, well, hey, even if you're not part of the playoffs, uh, you're going to the Rose Bowl for guys. That. So that's huge. I mean, you got the Rose Bowl parade and everything. But I guess Ohio State, I'm going to call out your Buckeyes for a little bit. There's some players that say, nope, not going. What are your thoughts about that? And most importantly, let's break down this uh, Notre Dame – I mean, I'm sorry, Ohio State and Utah game happening on January 1st, Pasadena, California. We know it as the Rose Bowl.
6: Yeah, I mean, so far, Ohio State's actually not had anybody (laughs) opt out. There's one dude that's on the fence that we've heard, and that's Garrett Wilson, the superstar wide receiver, who should be the first receiver taken off the board um, come the April draft. All right, i we're going to stop Right there, okay. Um, so, I, I think – I mean, Garrett Wilson is on the fence. Beyond that, I haven't heard of anybody that's opted out. Actually, we've had a whole bunch of players confirm that they are playing because um, I think Ohio State pissed off. Um, this was the first time in a long time that we lost to that team up north, and all you've heard for the last two weeks is that we're soft – or months now almost – we're soft, we – you know, uh, basically uh, h- beat up on, on only only bad schools. Um, Desmond Howard had the audacity to run his mouth during the Heisman presentation with, like, out of nowhere right. because he's a colossal douchebag. Um, I just think that's <laughs> the thing. Is, is you're talking like <laughs> there, is eno- there is enough bulletin board material. This Ohio State team is going to be – fired up and be just ready to play. Because as you said, if you're not in the playoffs, the Rose Bowl is probably the next best option. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be a really great game. No, Oliver. Utah <laughs> absolutely laid the wood twice to Oregon. So, I mean, Utah is peaking at the right time. I think this legitimately will be the second at worst the second best game of the entire bowl season um i could see obviously the national championship game being really good um but uh i think both of the other playoff games could end up getting ugly quickly so i think this utah ohio mm-hmm. state game is going to be a really really great matchup um you know they they play stifling <laughs> defense and run the ball which as an Ohio State fan, we saw, unfortunately, lots of um, in the game. So, we'll see. Can we make adjustments um, and, and yep. really and really bear down and, and, and do what we need to do? I, I think what's going to happen is I think Ohio State will make enough plays in the passing game and slow down Utah. I think they will have learned their lesson following what happened um, in Ann Arbor. So, I, I think it's going to be a great game, but I think it will be a close game. I'm thinking something to the tune of like a 38-35. Like,
2: it'll be close. But I think it'll be one of the best games of the bowl season. Well, absolutely. And, again, the Rose Bowl growing up was the game. So I watch the Rose Bowl every year. It doesn't matter who's who's in it. So I'll be watching it again this year. Let's talk about Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. I think Notre Dame is – Glad they got Oklahoma State and not Ole Miss, uh, but they're in the Fiesta Bowl out in Glendale, Arizona. Obviously, that's a New Year's Day Bowl. Rick has to uh, work yep. overtime, and so he's not going to be able to join us today to talk about Notre Dame. But we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Notre Dame and Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, I think I think Notre Dame-Oklahoma State is going to be a really great game.
6: Um, we kind of saw in the Big championship game, Oklahoma State struggles on offense, but it's, great defensively the question is how great are they going to be because Jim Knowles who was the architect of this Oklahoma State defense is the new defensive coordinator for the Ohio State Buckeyes Um, will not be coaching the bowl game so I could see Oklahoma State be a little distracted and Notre Dame is going to be fired up to get their first win for brand new coach and former Buckeye Uh, Marcus Freeman. So, I mean, I think Notre Dame, in an honesty, I could see them winning in a landslide. Um, If they can get turnovers um, from Oklahoma State's quarterback, who is not good, um, I I think Notre Dame could win going away and really get this this campaign for Freeman off to a good start because you want to talk about a a starting two-game series. Your first two games as a head coach – is the, the Bowl against Oklahoma State. And mm-hmm. next year, Notre Dame opens in Columbus for the first game of the season. I mean, <laughs> goodness gracious. You can't make this up, man. You, I
2: mean, It's really exciting. Are you going to be adding green to your uh, uh, wardrobe now? Probably Probably not. Well, he was already at Notre Dame anyway, so we'll, we'll we'll give you that. Let's get into these playoffs while we still have time to do about it. We're talking about Alabama in the playoffs. Again, now we're still going to be talking about Alabama with having a possibility of being a national champion. I like this matchup against Cincinnati, and I really have been watching Cincinnati all year long. Certainly saw what they were able to do to Notre Dame. Thirteen and zero going into the Cotton Bowl down in Arlington, Texas on New Year's Eve. Doesn't get a better matchup than that. But I really, really think that Cincinnati is the one to watch to move forward in the playoffs.
6: I would love that to happen. If Ohio State can't win,
2: give me Cincinnati.
6: <laughs> I just don't. I don't think it's going to happen. And for one big reason, Cincinnati has the speed on the back end to keep up with. Again. Former Buckeye Jamison Williams, (laughs) the 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 number one receiver for Alabama, who
0: who literally
6: only runs really four routes, but he's typically the fastest player on the field. Um, I just think he'll get behind him a couple times. I think Cincinnati's going to play incredibly disciplined. If there is a team, I think if Cincinnati can knock off Alabama, that's the only shot because I think if Alabama gets to the title game, Nick Saban just doesn't lose those games. So. I, I, I would love to see Cincinnati win. I think Cincinnati is going to keep it closer than a lot of people expect because I think that is a better football team than people are giving it credit for. The question is going to be is will Alabama's players be looking ahead, um, just assuming they're going to move on through and looking at another potential rematch against Georgia. Um, that, if that happens and Cincinnati can come out and punch them in the mouth, I think that's the key for Cincinnati is they got to come out and be physical, Right away, and if mm-hmm. they can put up a four or two, then it's a brand new game. Like that's what has to happen, because if if Alabama gets up
2: early, they're just going to run away with it. So the, the team up north, or as everybody else in the United States calls Michigan, twelve and one, Jim Harbaugh, uh, Jim Harbaugh's job is obviously secure. We were questioning that at the beginning of the season. Jim Harbaugh and his khaki pants army has figured out a way to win bowl games, and as we've said before many times, winning changes everything. Uh, Jim Harbaugh against the Georgia Bulldogs, both twelve and one in the Orange Bowl. If you want like chaos in the playoffs, there's your your bowl game to watch. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean Georgia. Georgia's just. It comes down to what are they going to get
6: from Stetson Bennett in this in this passing game, uh, you're talking about a dude that's, that's a walk-on, he's inaccurate, he's short. And I don't want to say that, like, all walk-ons are terrible because Baker Mayfield won the freaking Heisman Trophy at Oklahoma starting as a walk-on. <laughs> so, like, it's, it's, but he's not Baker Mayfield, you know. I, and so right. that's the thing is, is you're talking. Uh, will Georgia get enough? The other question is, and this is what a lot of people were wondering, Is In that SEC championship game, they they just played like – it was almost like they just didn't care. They assumed they were going to get in the playoff no matter what, so they just kind of were like, whatever. If Georgia comes out with intensity, Michigan's going to try to punch them in the mouth. If Georgia Mm -hmm. can answer and do it right back, I don't think they can stand up to it because if you saw during the regular season, they struggled, they being that team up north, struggled with Nebraska – with Penn State for a while, they struggled with Rutgers. They struggled with teams that could come out and be physical against them, too. And if Georgia can do that, I do think this will be a relatively low-scoring game because, really, neither offense is, is really good. Ohio State, in our game, we just couldn't stop a freaking off-tackle run to save our lives. Um, so, I mean, huh. if, if Georgia can do that, then... I, I just don't know how much offense Cade McNamara and Josh Gaddis can put together. So I, I tend to think it's going to be Georgia that takes this game. I hope it's Georgia that wins this game. I don't root for the SEC very often. If you <laughs> play
2: that team up north, I will root for you all day long. <laughs> you uh, got my vote, right? So, uh, exactly. so can we put it can we put it together that January 10th here in Indianapolis, Cincinnati, and Georgia is going to meet for a matchup for a college football championship. I hope
6: it's Cincinnati, Georgia. I I think it's gonna be Alabama, Georgia. But I know. We always, am, we always am. know that
3: there's
2: until you show us something different, it's somehow there's a way Alabama finds its way it finds I know. its way in. Yep, that's exactly right. Well, we don't have a lot of time left. A couple other bowls that that we're that we're looking at obviously is Michigan State sure. and Pittsburgh. Ole Miss versus Baylor. We have a mutual friend that went to Baylor. Hopefully she's pretty excited about the Bears. Uh, But those are the other uh, January 1st uh, bowl games that I think are having a lot of attention. On these other bowl games, Michigan State versus Pittsburgh, Ole Miss versus Baylor, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah,
6: I think – well, I think this is – one of those is going to get ugly quickly, and that's uh, the Michigan State-Pittsburgh game because Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pittsburgh, opted out. And he's their entire offense. I think Michigan State's going to get the win from El Tucker. He's going to keep the momentum they have going in that program. Um, and I think they win kind of going away. Ole Miss, um, I'm honestly really surprised that Lane Kiffin didn't take one of the bigger jobs. Um, really, really surprised, actually. Um, I think they've got um, Matt Corll, their their highly rated quarterback who might be the first quarterback taken off the board um, in the draft, in a, in a weak quarterback draft class. Um, I he's, he's playing. I think that Ole Miss, ah, this one's tough because I think Baylor is peaking right now. They are playing their best football of the season, but I think Lane Kiffin and Matt Coral are going to put just enough offense up. I think that's going to be a barn burner. Um, it, it, cause, uh, you could have a a situation where just big plays back and forth. That's going to be one to watch. I tend to think Ole Miss wins in a squeaker, um, but if Baylor pulls it out, it would not surprise me whatsoever. That one's really a coin flip. If you're a better, do not pick that game. (laughs) because It really is a
5: coin flip.
2: Well, you know, just some other news that we're seeing come out this week. Uh, Kenny Pickett, obviously huge quarterback for Pitt, opts out of the uh, Peach Bowl so that he can prepare uh, for the NFL draft. That's going to leave a mark uh, for them in the Peach Bowl. I I guess I just don't understand you work so hard to get your team there. Quarterback's supposed to be the leader. I mean, see it through. I mean, if you're you're that good to be in the NFL missing a Peach Bowl I mean, playing in the, the Peach Bowl or Bowl, insert name gear is not going to affect your chances of going to the NFL.
6: Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it kind of surprises me because I kind of figured if Pickett had a big Peach Bowl, he would vault himself to the top mm-hmm. of the quarterback. Exactly. Corner. So without it, I mean, if I'm a team, I'm going, Is this? does this dude have the leadership chops to lead my organization mm-hmm. moving forward? So, I, uh, yeah, it was... I was, I'm not surprised these days anytime somebody does it now because it's become just like a, a thing that you always wonder, hey, is this guy going to actually you know, finish the season with his team or not? Um, but for a quarterback, that just – I feel like that draws so many red flags. I can especially understand it if you're a high-impact player, high-impact as in uh, physical – not physical talent, but like a linebacker. Because I think of when Jalen Smith played against Ohio State and blew out his knee in the first quarter, and it did affect his – I mean, he was expected to go in the top five, and he ended up getting picked in the second round by the Cowboys. And there's there's guys that get hurt every year in those bowl games, which just are devastating to hear. But especially from a quarterback, I just think, like, how you can rally around your team all season and be like, guys, we're a team, we're in this together –
2: and then they get to the bowl game, and you're like, Deuces, I just don't understand.
1: <laughs>
2: so what's going on with Casey Thompson out there at Texas quarterback? He's uh, going into the transfer portal. Uh, he's going to be a redshirt senior next next season. Uh, I mean, what's he, start 10 games. I, I don't understand his logic of now's the time for me to go to another school. Well, I think,
6: I think we're seeing this a lot from these seniors, that they, they feel like they've kind of hit their peak. Um, I don't know where Thompson's going. Um, I've heard that it may be Ole Miss, because if if he can get, like, have a good season in Lane Kiffin, maybe he can get his draft stock higher. Plus, Steve Sarkeesian went out and got Quinn Ewers um, from Ohio State from the transfer portal. Ewers, everything that we heard um, in Columbus was that he was really, really homesick, um, and Sarkeesian kind of went and (laughs) through the transfer or through back channels got got Ewers there. Ewers is one of the highest rated quarterbacks to come through high, from the high school ranks like ever. So, I think Thompson's looking at this going, that's the guy that Sark wants to start. I can go find one more season with maybe somebody that's going to run um an offense that's more suitable to me to try to boost my draft stock. But we're seeing that all the time, Adrian Martinez transferred from Nebraska. Um Thompson could not go to Nebraska. That's not been for a while it was looking like Spencer Rattler was going to transfer to Nebraska uh, to play um, to play for Scott Frost, but instead he went to South Carolina. Um, so we're going to see this a lot where these quarterbacks have a year left and they go to one other place to try to boost their mm-hmm. draft.
2: stock. I think it's going to happen more and more often. I, I just don't know that that's an actual uh... – Working formula, but we'll see what happens. Final game is going to be a game that I, I would think that you'll be watching. That's this afternoon, 5:45 Eastern. Michigan versus Liberty. We want to say Liberty takes this game, but Eastern Michigan's a pretty tough game uh, team as well. But for the record, I'm rooting for Liberty in this game.
6: Liberty's winning this game, baby. Uh, Malik <laughs> is going to go out. He's going to go to the NFL, <laughs> win in his final game. And we're going to be pumped to see him starting for somebody next year. Hopefully not the Pittsburgh Steelers, because that would suck. But, um, yes, yeah, so Liberty is winning this game today. Uh, and, and we're going we're gonna, to, yeah, it's going to be awesome.
2: We're going to be talking about NFL later on. Obviously, crazy week in the NFL that I was talking about in my opening dialogue. But one of the teams affected by this whole COVID mess is the Browns. Of course, the Browns-Raiders game has gotten moved to uh, Sunday night at the moment. Monday could, I mean, Monday night. Sorry. So sorry. Monday night at the moment could be changed. But uh, what's going on in the land of Brown world?
6: Man, I don't know. Hey, the question is, is how many <laughs> players are we
2: going to have? I don't. This is
6: what's so hard. What the NFL did here was really weird because the cases were starting to spike for the Browns, the Rams, and, and Washington. And what they did was, is they went, they let the team practice. And then after practice, they went and tested the entire team. And then we're like, oh, hey, there's another 10 guys that that tested positive. And what's killing me is, and this is ultimately why they moved, because the NFLPA fought back and said, you can't just spot test the entire team for three teams and not everybody else. Because if you did it for everybody else, who knows how many dudes are asymptomatic that are vaccinated, that then test positive adam you you do know ultimately
1: you do know why they pushed it
6: now will it help i don't know
2: (laughs) you know people have been tested uh positive for covid for years they just called it the flu (laughs) (laughs) another topic for another show hey are you sticking around to talk nba you got to go i know you're playing daddy i got to get going
6: but i will say this about the nba
2: jb bickerstaff
6: is so far coach of the year for what he's doing in Cleveland. If you don't – if you're an NBA fan and you don't know what's happening with the Cavs, they are straight up just slaying people. So go watch the Cavs if you can see them. Look into their games because they'll go on these runs where they play amazing defense, and they're they're calling in Cleveland a Cavalanche because they'll score like 6 – they'll go on this 16-0 run fueled by our bigs that's just ridiculous. They're a super fun team to watch, so go check them out.
2: Adam Jeveden, super Browns fan, super dad, super guy all around. Hey, uh, there's something coming your way, so be watching for it, sir.
6: Awesome. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas and a Happy
2: New Year. You too, Adam. Thank you so much. All right, thanks. Bye-bye.
1: Mr. Grinch, you really your heart's an empty hole your brain is full of spiders you've got garlic in your soul mr
0: Green.
3: the air national guard is a reserve component of the united states air force and serves alongside active duty air force members in times of a national crisis in addition the air guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities the reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be a far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. I, it, I, I can't
0: believe
4: it. I've been playing 4-on-4 four four with a barbershop quartet.
2: Now, nah, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with Geico.
0: Yeah. Believe it, Geico could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Morning face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, Good morning. guys.
4: Good morning. Ah, what is oh. that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh my god, it sucks!
0: No, it's me, Linda from HR! It looks hungry! Save the children! Save them! Stay back! I've got me! Oh! one
4: of my eyes.
0: We're moving! It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some.
3: Get 20% off Ikea Sultan mattresses. IKEA, love your home.
1: Oh, hi. Uh I've hey. seen on the board. Do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? No, I'm sorry. We only carry good small-batch coffee here. Well, it is great small-batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh-roasted, so... Um, you know. Well, it is fresh-roasted. I, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian... Line, oh, let me finish.
6: You know what? Actually, I'm I'm just gonna order it. They make it freshly okay. roasted. Right.
5: Black Rifle Coffee.
1: It's good.
2: Welcome back to Balance. My name is Tom Marquis. It is Christmas show. It's also our last show of 2021, and as after this show, we'll uh, close the doors up until uh, January 8, 2022. We'll be back uh, next year. Thanks to Adam Jevanin for helping us break down college football. As we know, January 10th, they will be here in Indianapolis. Joining us now, our official NBA contributor, uh, Tony Donahue from the Tony D Podcast. How are you, sir?
4: Hey, how we doing this morning?
2: Good. I've had somebody on hold here for a few minutes, so we'll see who, who, who it is. Hi, caller, who's this? Out of Phoenix.
5: Greetings. The name is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is Pastor Dodd, Jr. CEO. How y'all feeling? How are Amen. you doing, Pastor? Amen. Amen. I, I seen the topic. I was like, I got to get in. And, um, congratulations on it. making it a whole year. It's been hard this year for everybody. Yeah, it has.
2: Well, I hope you have a merry Christmas, and I hope you stick around and, and uh, uh, listen to some NBA talk for us. Send, it, send Man, us some I'm warm I'm weather from everybody. The desert,
0: in will you? My congregation, tell them come on.
2: All right, buddy. En- All enjoy right. The, the sunny weather out there in Phoenix. We'll see
0: you.
5: Yes, sir.
2: Oh, that's our pastor. He he makes regular visits to us every now and then. Tony, you haven't had a chance to meet the pastor yet, but uh, he's he's quite a character. <laughs>
5: Hmm.
2: So I, I digress. Ready for Christmas? You know you work. The, the thing about it is, when you work with John, you got to screen all those calls. I don't have a screener. You want to be my screener, uh, Tony? He's
4: got to roll. He's got to roll with it. You never
2: know. Hey, you know all your years of being a screener. I know we're going to digress off a topic. What's the What's the craziest screening call you ever got that you can say on the air?
4: Um, you know, I mean. The the thing with 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 what we did in radio was we kind of embraced the craziness. We kind of embraced the guys that you know we're going to go off the off the rails, off the hooks. Um, probably nothing too crazy. Um, you know, a lot of people in the Colts always listen, so sometimes you know they would call in too. But nothing too yeah. out of the ordinary.
2: Uh, the post game.
4: So let's talk a little bit. Let's get
2: into our NBA. Obviously, we start here at home uh, with with the Pacers. The Pacers are, uh, are back on the road against the Heat on the 21st. Uh, got a good win on Thursday. Uh, I guess, uh, I mean, yeah, on Thursday over the Pistons. Let's talk about this trade rumors that's going on. Obviously, I think that there's three, three trade targets for the Indiana Pacers to retool the roster. What do we know about that? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that if you're going to do it, now's the time to do it. It looks like they're going to pull a trigger, maybe not on a complete rebuild, but certainly looks like they're going to begin to retool their, their roster. Uh, what, what do we know on that? Well,
4: unfortunately, the the guy with the highest uh, trade value right now is the guy that most fans don't want in the trade, and that's DeMontis Sabonis, Um you know, he's got the best trade value right now because he's an all-star. He's a guy that can score. He's a double-double machine. Uh, Miles Turner has some trade value as well. Uh, he could be dealt to a contender, a guy that can play that swing four or five position but can knock down threes when needed. Um, he's a rim protector, but, um, you know, he's a guy that, that still might have some learning and some growing to do, and maybe, that, maybe he flourishes in a different system. I mean, he's been the same Miles Turner with three different – with three different coaches, so you kind of know what you have in him. And then, you know, you hope you get T.J. Warren back that can provide some scoring. But guys like Jeremy Lamb and Brad Wanamaker, these are just guys. You know, these are just role-playing guys that that are asked to, to do a little bit more than what they're, they're capable of right now, and it's just not quite working out. So, you know, maybe Karis LeVert's on the trading block. Um, it's going to be tough for anybody to kind of want him just because he's proved that, he is a guy that isn't going to stay healthy. He's not been a guy that's been healthy. Um, you know, he had he found out about some heart issues when he was traded here. He missed some time. He missed a lot of time in Brooklyn. Um, so it's
5: it's 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 one of
4: those things where when you announce you got these guys that are that, that you're willing to trade, it's great and all, but at the end of the day, that kind of puts the power in the other team's hands and say, oh well, mm-hmm. we know that you want to get rid of this guy, so here here's our low ball offer. Take it or leave it.
2: You know, and, and here's the thing: you look at uh, the, the the trade deadline. I think is what February 10th, so they got some time to figure it out in the front office. But you know, if they if they let Miles Turner go and uh, DeMontas I always have a problem saying the name, and I apologize, to bonus uh, go as well. That's that's a huge. As much as you know, Miles is Miles, and he's going to be who he is. You get what you get with him. But I, I just I feel like that maybe that sends. The wrong message to fans when they just say, you know what, screw it, we're pulling the rug, we're pulling the plug, you know, come back and see us in three years.
1: I think that's unfair so to the
4: fans. Like, I, I think that there was these rumors going around that Miles wanted out, and then there was the whole thing with the athletics that there was there was speculation that the Pacers are ready to blow it up, and the Pacers are ready to trade some guys away and 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 try to gain. Uh, trade or try to gain draft picks back and then you know Herb Simon came out at 87 years old and says quote I really like this little team of ours and you know kind of just almost sounded like he hadn't even watched the team all year I mean do they have some good pieces yeah have they meshed together well no has Rick Carlisle been the coach that we wanted him to be so far no the problem with trading these guys away and stockpiling draft picks is, is unless you're drafted in the top five you know, 6th through 20th, that's tough to, to, to balance who's got talent and who should be drafted. And the Pacers have proven to us over the last 10 years that they're just not a very good team when it comes to the NBA draft.
2: Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where where we're going to be talking about with the playoffs with the Pacers, but we got some uh, time to get that. You know, a crazy story with the Nets. So leave it to the Nets to, to just give us something to talk about and yak about. Obviously, this week, we've seen a, an increase across the board in NFL, obviously being uh, heavily affected by COVID, a uh, positive COVID, uh, the NBA positive COVID. You know, we see Kylie, Kylie Irving, however, a few months ago says, I'm not taking the vaccination. The, uh, and the Nets give him an ultimatum said, Hey, you take the vaccination or you don't play. He's like, okay, I'll take a paycheck. I ain't playing and I'm not getting vaccinated. But now they, they their roster's depleted. And now they need him on the road, but not at home. But so what was so important with the vaccination before, and I don't want to get down this vaccination wormhole because it's very easy to do, but what was a few months ago, very important to the Nets, but he be vaccinated. But now it's, you can rejoin us unvaccinated, but be on the road. It looks to me like you're more of a danger to the team by being on the road because you're traveling, going the hotel rooms and all that. And But now Kyle A. Irving, we need you. Come back. We we we're gonna let you play on the road. It seems kind of corny.
4: I mean, I just think it's one of those things where with the Nets in Brooklyn and New York, you know, you were you were asked to be vaccinated. It's mandated to be vaccinated if you're going to be in the arena. If you're going to be be there and he decided not to get that playing and you know you got guys like Kevin Durant and James Harden that are playing way more minutes than what they should they're playing 40 to 42 minutes a night instead of 32 to 35 you know over a course of a couple months I mean that that's three or four extra total games that they are playing than what they are used to and so they need another guy that can that can perform and and play off the bench so It'll take it'll take a while for Kyrie to get his feet wet, and then only playing on the road games doesn't help. And if he doesn't want to get the vaccination, I mean that's on him. There's nothing that we can do about that. That's his decision. Um, but yeah, I mean that's just that's the mandate in Brooklyn. And if you're going to play for the team at home or go to the arena, you need to be vaccinated. And he's simply not. I guess he's going to get paid no matter what. You know.
2: Anthony Davis uh twisted his knee against the Timberwolves I believe it was last night and fell in the the tunnel going back to the locker room that's going to be a huge uh thing for the Lakers to to lose Anthony Davis for any extended period of time do we know any updates on him
4: I haven't seen anything out of out of that i mean that's a team that's also been been hurt with injuries they don't have a lot of role players um, we know that Westbrook's been, been been banged up. He missed a few uh, he missed a few games here about a week or two ago. So, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, that's, that's a team that we know. LeBron likes to kind of shut everybody down at times. He likes to take some time off, rest, to make sure that his team's ready for the playoffs. And he doesn't matter. You know, he doesn't care if they're a second seed or a seventh seed. He knows when they get to the playoffs it's going to be tough to beat them. So, yeah. Um, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Anthony Davis.
1: Well,
2: you talk about teams that are resting for the playoffs, and you're definitely going to have to deal with them in the playoffs. And, and that's uh, the, the Golden State Warriors. St- uh, Stephon Curry, superstar, no doubt about it. Broke another record this week. Uh, he's resting as well as Draymond Green against the Tornado, Tornado Raptors, the Raptors. Um, and no big surprise there, but... I mean, do what? What do we think about rested players? Because we we see it in the NFL. But I know a lot, like a lot of uh, fans will go see, want to go see. Like if the Warriors come to the Pacers, you see a lot of Curry jerseys. And so, just as an example, they were here recently. Had they decided to say we're going to rest Curry at Indianapolis, then the, the fans that are Curry fans don't get to see Curry. That's where I've always thought that maybe they could come in for a few minutes. Uh whatever. I, I I don't know. What are your thoughts on the resting? I guess is the ultimate question
4: there. Well, I'll say this. I thought that there was a chance that he was gonna rest on Monday night because he didn't get the record last Saturday when they were um on the road in Philadelphia. That was a nationally televised game on A B C and then Monday in Indianapolis I just thought, you know, there's no way he's gonna break this record. He needs seven um and they want him to do it on na- the NBA wants him to do it on national television, knowing that Wednesday they were in the garden, the Mecca basketball on ESPN, and then last night they were on ESPN against Boston as well. So it was good to see him get that on Wednesday. I was the game on Monday night. There was a lot of Warriors fans. Um, you know, tough. If, if you buy and you spend money, it sucks that that player is not going to play, but that is what it is. You probably should be cheering for the home team anyway um but that's just life you know that's just the way it goes sometimes if they want to rest they're allowed to rest and sometimes it falls that way there's been times where lebron you know was supposed to come here and people spent a lot of money and you know nobody nobody thought that he was going to rest and the last second he did so i mean it's just it's just kind of the way it falls but luckily for the pacer fans he uh he didn't but you know they're not worried about the fans in, in Indianapolis. They're not worried about the fans in, in 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 Detroit. You know the Warriors are worried about doing what they got to do to keep their players healthy. Absolutely,
2: Isaiah Thomas scores 19 points uh, in his Lakers debut. Uh, what do you think about that, Isaiah Thomas? Yeah, I
4: mean he he, he played well um, in the G League this week. Kind of got his feet back under him. He's a guy that. Has a lot of talent, has a lot of, of skill. He'll, he'll mesh with that team nicely. Um, and he looked good. He looked like a seasoned vet that he is. I'm sure he's ba- glad to be back in the league. You know, he, he spent time in Boston. He spent time in other places and just kind of injuries towards the end of his career have really, uh, really halted that. So hopefully for him that he can stay healthy and um, help that team because they need a scorer off the bench and a guy they can count on to get a bucket.
2: We'll talk about some of the uh, the games coming up here. We're talking with Tony Donahue from the Tony D podcast, our official NBA contributor. Obviously, we've been talking about the Pacers. Um, but, you know, Christmas, certainly always a good time to watch uh, uh, NBA. What, what are some of the games that you would think of for the holidays? You know, you got some time off work. Uh, what, are you, what are you looking at, like, for today, tomorrow, all next week, uh, on the holidays, obviously, on, on the you know, on Christmas, there's always a big uh, – I don't even know who the game is. I'm, I'm lacking my brain today, uh, Tony. Uh, well, but, there, you know, there's some good
4: games, go on. Ahead. There's some good games on Christmas Day. I think getting to that point is uh, going to be the interesting um, storyline of the NBA this week. With so many teams we've seen in the NFL, we, we, we've seen two games in the NFL move now to Tuesday night. We've mm-hmm. seen – um, you know, games in the NBA. The Bulls have been postponed. We've seen some other games postponed. So uh, it seems like more and more these these players, these these teams are going into the protocols of um, because of COVID. And we've seen games that are postponed and moved around. So um, you know, getting to those Christmas Day games is going to be uh, tough for a lot of these teams that are traveling. But uh, things start off with the Knicks and the Hawks to two 500 teams in the Eastern Conference looking to move their way up in the East into a better playoff position You get Celtics at the box. That should be a pretty good one. Now that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are back for the Celtics. Uh, The big one will be at five o'clock Christmas Eve. So you're going to have to be flipping back and forth between uh, the Phoenix Suns and the Warriors game. And then across the street in town, the Cardinals are hosting the Colts. NFL-wise, so that's the best game of the day right there is Warriors-Suns. Then you follow up with Nets, Lakers, and Mavericks, Jazz. So it should be a pretty good day for you to get a, to get a little nap in after getting up early and uh, trying on some of your new pajamas, watching a little NBA action, leading you up to the goal team.
2: There you go. Uh, always going to have some of those new pajamas. You're get your bunny, uh, like Christmas Story, uh, the the bunny. Uh, I know you got it. There you go. Come on. The big, huh. the big fluffy ears and everything to, get, to go along with it. You mentioned the Colts, and that's certainly yeah, our next segment as we go into the NFL uh, segment. We'll be talking about that. But the Colts tonight against the Lakers—that's a i said Lakers, <laughs> boing—against uh, the Patriots. Um, well, that would be some. That would be an interesting game, wouldn't it? The Colts and the Lakers. Colts, <laughs> the Colts, uh, the Colts uh, tackling LeBron James, and uh, I digress. But uh, so the Colts and the Patriots tonight, let's just say it, it's a must-win. Every game here on out is a must-win. And we need help from the league as well. Do the Colts get to the playoffs? It's scary to say yes. It's scary to look at, but we've got to get past the Patriots. And we know that even if Tom Brady's not there, the Patriots and the Colts always take the gloves off and come out a swing. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you, you,
4: this was this was shifted to prime time for a reason. This is a game that um, both teams need. The Colts at seven and six looking to get to eight and six. The Patriots currently um, leading their division at nine and four, trying to get some more space between them and Buffalo. Um, yeah, you've got to win this game because this is a team that um, you know you're going to be fighting in playoff positioning for. Uh, the Colts now go to Arizona next week if they can get a win today. Um, and get to 8-6. and six. The Cardinals are a really good football team. Kyler Murray is playing well, but they're his number one option. And and, uh, and DeAndre Hopkins is currently out. And as far as we know, not playing. I think mean, he's out the rest of the year. Then you get a Raiders team who has been up and down all year. You need the Jaguars. So you've got to at least finish 2-2 two and two the remainder of the year. That would get you to 9-8, and eight, which is exactly where I have them at the beginning of the year. That might be good enough to get you in the wild card but if you can win out, you're certainly in the playoffs.
2: Tony Donahue from the Tony T podcast. Uh, Jonas says, Tony, got any big plans for the uh, the holiday? Are you headed up North uh, family? Uh, What
4: you got going on? Yep. I'm going to go spend a week in Northwest Indiana with the nephews and my niece, play a lot of football, play a lot of their basketball, watch a lot of football, watch a lot of basketball, um, and just enjoy the company and enjoy the time off. And, uh, be back, ready, refreshed here in the new year. Nice, that's bowls territory up there. Do you, do you have a dual allegiance? Yeah, we'll. Allegiance? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> no, I don't, but we'll see if uh, we'll see if they're playing any games by the time I, I get up there. <laughs> there you go,
2: Tony. What are you guys working on this week? And where can people find you work in masterpieces,
4: sir? Yeah, had a nice little podcast about some of the bowl games, um, some of the some of my favorite bowl games to watch little bit on the Pacers. Next week, we'll talk a little uh, more about the Colts coming off tonight's game and uh, what it means for the playoff picture and if Wentz is going to lead this team in his first year to a playoff appearance. Tony, we appreciate all that you've contributed to the show
2: this year. We will see you next year. Have a great holiday.
4: All right. Take care, guys.
2: Thanks. Tony Donahue of the Tony D Podcast uh, joins us for our NBA segment, or our official NBA contributor. Check out his podcast. Really actually is a pretty good podcast. Uh, so uh, join, join him. I will listen to him for that as well. My name is Tom Marquise. El Presidente right around the corner is another, fan, uh, another favorite of the show, Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, going to break down this crazy world. what's going on in the NFL. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network.
6: What a fine looking jewel!
2: <laughs>
0: you, you don't need deck to Hall or Jingle Bell Rock, cause
6: you can spin a dreidel with Captain Kirk and Mr. Spark, both Jewish. Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah, the owner of the Seattle Super (laughs) Hanukkah, celebrates Hanukkah.
3: O.J. Simpson, not a Jew. (laughs) The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be a far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom.
4: When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing, like... Swedish techno-confusing.
5: Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Ooh.
4: Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know... Dance with me, purple cow.
0: I like your mood.
4: When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal heart.
1: I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud.
4: Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives?
6: I'm
0: Morning, face. You get is when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, Good morning.
4: guys. Good morning. Ah, what is oh, that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks.
0: Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got me. Ow,
3: they're in my eyes. We're moving.
0: It's called beauty sleep for a reason.
1: fresh roasted, so I um, don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Le Pique, which, of course, in the Indonesian, oh, let me finish, in the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they... Investor, philanthropists, do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes. But it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any?
6: You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it They make it fresh and yeah, roasted. Okay. Right.
1: Black Rifle Coffee. It's good.
2: Our Christmas show. Thank you to Adam Gibbittin, a Super Buckeye fans and Browns fan, uh, talking a little bit about what's going on in the college football. And of course, January 10th, they'll be here in Indianapolis for the college football championship. Tony Dono, the Tony D Podcast and our official NBA contributors breaking it uh, all the what's the, the going on in the world of the NBA. But joining us now is our own Red Baron, Mr. Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles com. How are you, sir?
3: Hey,
5: Tom. I'm, I'm doing do, good. How you doing? Good. Do you remember the Red Baron? Of course I do. I, <laughs> I, I guess if I'm the Red, <laughs> I guess if I'm the Red Baron, you're Snoopy, right?
2: That's right. I tell you, man. It, <laughs> you know, we show our age. The older we get. My, I was just saying earlier on in the show. My granddaughter's 11 years old. It's hard to believe that they grow up so fast. And my son's remarried. And, and uh, his wife has a two-year-old boy, so I guess I have a two-year-old grandson as well. Uh, but Christmas is always fun uh, with the kids and, and so forth. Do you got any big plans for the fam? You headed into the city, you staying there at home, or
5: uh, for Christmas we usually uh, do Christmas Eve at my sister's house, so I will be heading there. Uh, you know, with her family and my sisters all come, and you know, we spend the, the night the night together and. And then uh, the next day no, we don't really do a whole lot we used to when my grand uh, my in-laws were alive but they're both passed on now so we just kind of lay low on Christmas day. Um yeah, so you know maybe I will go to a movie. I don't know, any good movies? There, there's, Josh, the
2: there's a there's a lot of movies that are coming out. You know, there's the new Spider-Man movie. You see, that's supposed to be a Christmas Saw it last set. night. Did just Saw it well, last don't night. Spoilers, I did. I do want to I do want to see it. I, I'm I'm not anti theater because of the COVID or anything. I just don't like people. No, I'm just kidding. I actually like going to uh, the, the, the theater. I just don't get there as, as much as, as I do. I stream everything now. You can almost really you know, yeah. any movie that you can get go to the theater. You can get streamed to your home, and and you really pay pretty much the same amount, and the popcorn's cheaper. So,
5: <laughs> I, well, what's I, I digress that big screen and the really loud sound like we last night we were in the second row the the movie was sold out we got tickets my wife got tickets a couple weeks ago and uh but but every seat was filled and you know and it was a very enthusiastic crowd people were cheering there were a lot of fanboys in the crowd people were cheering you know Uh certain points and you know it was a very enthusiastic crowd so i you know i kind of enjoyed that you know it was kind of a neat theater experience last night
2: Well, that's good. I know it's been getting a lot of hype, and a lot of people are are saying it's probably one of the best Spider-Man movies movies of all time. So I'm really interested in in doing that. Well, let's get into our own movie, uh, Theatrics, if you will, in the NFL. Crazy world it is. It looks like we're going to be watching NFL most of the week. And, you know, know, the fantasy football uh, uh, playoffs are going to get all jacked up, but that's okay. We live for chaos, I guess. Let's start with the Eagles. What do we know about the Eagles, the COVID? Obviously, big news coming out of the Eagles. And uh, we'll start with them, the Philadelphia Eagles, as they get ready for creepy could be week 15.
5: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I guess you could even be more general and just talk about COVID and how it, it has mm-hmm. impacted the weekend. Uh, you know, the Eagles kind of got caught up in the Washington football team's uh, inability to manage its own health, uh, you know, with over 20 players testing positive for you know this covid uh, situation so you know the nfl moved that game to tuesday at seven uh the eagles i think there's only been three games that have been played or two games that have been played on a tuesday night since 1946 one of them was last year when the tennessee titans and the bills played uh and the other time was when the eagles and the vikings played in 2010 and that was a snowstorm that forced uh, snowstorm in the Philadelphia area that forced that game from uh, Sunday to Tuesday. And that was really the beginning of the end for the Eagles back then. They lost to Joe Webb, a backup quarterback in that game. And uh, they didn't win another game. That was week uh, 15 or yeah, when they played 16 games. And that was the next to last game. They lost that game and sent them into a tailspin. Five days later, they lost to the Cowboys when they were playing for a, a bye, And then they lost in the first round of the playoffs to the Packers. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they respond to this change in, in, in day. Uh, but also it impacted, you know, the L.A. Rams, another team that can't control its own health in, inside the building and positive tests and, and and also the Cleveland Browns. They got moved to Monday night. So uh, three teams impacted. The Eagles got caught up in it. So did the Raiders. Uh, and so did the Seahawks, who were playing the Rams on Tuesday night. But, yeah, it's uh, none of these teams are happy. I know the Eagles are really, really not happy about this you know they were ready to play Sunday they even preferred to have would have played Monday um, but it's a slippery slope the NFL is on here because what happens now if uh, you know the Eagles have an outbreak on Monday or the, or the Seahawks or you know even the even the Vikings or the Raiders I mean it's just uh, you know listen I it's a shame what's going on and I understand what the NFL is trying to do I think they're going to stop testing players now that are not uh, that are not, uh, I guess they're going to stop testing players who are healthy. Uh, you know, it used to kind of just be the blanket test. And I think it still is, you know, as a player and even a media member, if you're fine and not feeling any effects, you're getting tested and you can get popped for whatever this Omicron variant is, which my understanding is, is if you're vaccinated, it's nothing more really than a cold, you know, I mean, it's it's not a big deal, but. Uh, you know, so maybe the NFL is going to take away that testing of healthy players and just test players who are showing symptoms. And I think that will help immensely uh, in getting this season to the finish line.
2: Well, here's the thing. In, in, with the NFL, you got to want an NBA, whatever, NCAA, insert uh, organization here. But specifically talk about the NFL because I kind of feel like, you hate to use the word fear or porn, but they are just – in the overabundance of caution. And I understand why they're doing that. And and we we don't want to go back to where we were at uh, at the beginning of this year and the end of last year, but we certainly want to be able to move on with our, our lives and, you know, I, I heard a joke this week that said, you know, people have been testing positive uh, for COVID for for years. They just called it the flu. So, you know, here, here's the thing. You can be symptomatic of a lot of different things. Uh, at some point, I agree with you, they got to just stop testing for every little thing and, and, and let it be at that because it's just going to push – I think that I don't think it's, it's fair to the fans because you think about the amount of money that uh, fans spend to get a ticket. Now granted, yeah, you know, that ticket is good for them when they go to the game, whenever it's postponed. That's not the point. The point is that we're up against Christmas. People have lives, people have jobs, people have other obligations that they set aside on a Sunday to be able to go. So I think in a lot of ways, you're, you're not only affecting the players, I know you want to keep everybody safe. You just want to keep the fans safe. Nobody wants to go back to the days where there was empty stadiums. Uh, so do, do you think that maybe the NFL is just going too
5: far on this uh, COVID stuff and then we'll be. I think you know, you're right. People want to get on with their lives, and, and I get it. And you know, I think if you're healthy, you know, for instance, you know, I have to do it every week, uh, every Wednesday, you know, we have to go to the Eagles facility and they test us. And I, you know, I, I feel great. And, you know, for 90 minutes I'm standing there waiting to, you know, they, then they make you wait in the parking lot, you know, and for 90 minutes, there's, you know, 15 of us standing there waiting for our phones to ding with a text saying negative or positive. And, you know, it's like hitting a lottery phone dings, guy looks at it. Hey, I'm clear. And he goes in the facility. So, I mean, it's uh mine took 90 minutes and I'm sweating it out. I'm thinking, you know, I feel great. What happens if I test negative here? You know, then what? Because I feel fantastic. I don't feel sick. I don't have a sniffles. I don't have a sore throat, no fever. I mean, I feel fine. I mean, why am I being tested if I feel fine? I mean, if I don't feel fine, okay, I self-report and then you test and you see, okay, do, do I have just a cold or do I have something more? you know, virus related, Uh, you know, and I think that's what the NFL is going to do this week is they're going to just test people that are self-reporting sick. And you have to, of course, if you're a player, be honest and say, yeah, I don't feel well, and then get tested. But if you feel okay, and that's what Ron Rivera, you know, the Washington coach, he talked to us earlier in the week. And he said like, you know, yeah, I got all these guys on the COVID list, but to be honest, half of them, have no symptoms. Half of them feel fantastic. They feel good. And yet here they have this positive test. You know, what I, you know, I I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but it's certainly you can't test healthy people anymore. It's just going to lead to a big can of worms and we're never going to get this season finished. I don't think.
2: Absolutely. I mean, certainly the Eagles are the latest, group of uh, uh, players that are just seeing the spike in, in, in the positive test. Well, let's just kind of go through these games speaking of positive, I'm remaining positive about tonight, Ed, (laughs) the the Patriots and the Colts on prime time. Uh, The Patriots, I mean, the Colts are in a good position, in a scary position, because we never thought we'd get this far. Do we get into the playoffs? I don't know. That's that's not going to be decided tonight. But we're going to have to continue to win and get help from other people to even get into the playoffs. But the Patriots, the Colts tonight... It should be a really, really good game. Uh, it, as, as we all know, the, the Colts and the Patriots, they have no love for each other, <laughs> to, say, to say the least. Uh, so, you know, certainly the, with the Patriots being here at home, the, there's that energy there, uh, really excited to see that game tonight. But Colts are 7-6, and the New England Patriots are the New England Patriots, and they're coming in at 9-6. Uh, and Bill Belichick is still going to do what Bill Belichick does, and I think, you know, he has two jo- two jobs: prepare for the next week for the India- uh, for the for the uh, whoever they're playing, and prepare every day to beat the Indianapolis Colts. That's his his mindset. So he's coming in with a mindset that he's going to do some serious damage to the Colts. And the unfortunate thing, if, if Carson Wentz and can't hold up, and the defense has problems. Uh, the the Patriots are just going to, you know, smash us in the face and it's going to be detrimental to the Colts. When you look at the Patriots at the Colts tonight, what are your thoughts?
5: Well, uh, uh, I thought you guys just hated the Patriots because of Tom Brady. Now they have a whole new quarterback over there, but I guess right. Phil Belichick is still, you know, uh, the Sith Lord uh, in a lot of people's <laughs> minds, especially in Indianapolis. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a terrific game. I, you know, I'm, I'm happy this game's being played. I think the earlier game was, was kibosh. That was supposed to be with the Browns and the Raiders, but that'll be Monday now. So you're going to have to wait till eight fifteen to get your NFL fix. I know there's a lot of college bowl games on today, but, um, you know, the, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good matchup. I mean, you know, the, the Patriots defense is, you know, one of the hottest defenses probably uh, in the league right now. And I think offensively the Colts are playing about as well as about any other team's offense in the league at the moment. And, you know, a lot of that obviously has to do with Jonathan Taylor and that run game. And, you know, Carson Wentz is doing enough to keep that team, uh, you know, in the playoff picture here. I think the Colts are, what, the sixth seed right now in the playoffs if so things mm-hmm. ended uh, today. But of course, they That's don't. Right. we still have another four games <laughs> to go right. here. So, Uh, And it starts tonight, and I think this is going to be a real good matchup of a hot defense and a hot offense. And you know, I I typically like a defense in that scenario, but this is a league that's built for offense. So, you know, you know, I think the Colts have a, you know, a real good shot to win this game. I really do, and uh, you know, I like the fact that it's in Indianapolis, right? And the big home crowd will be there, and. I think that defense is good enough to give Mac Jones some trouble moving the ball. But Patriots already won a game where Mac Jones only threw it, what, three times? Yeah. And they just ran the heck out of it against the Bills. So they can beat you a couple different ways on offense in New England, but mostly they do it with defense. But I think the Colts can do enough against this defense uh, to put the Patriots on their heels and find a way to to get a big win here and, and keep their playoff standing strong.
2: Well, this is the time of year where we say must win. And we are in a must-win situation. So they they have to de- come to work tonight, get the job done, check that box off. I mentioned earlier that we need help from other other teams. One of those teams is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tomorrow against the Titans. The Titans are on, on the road against the Steelers. The Steelers historically play very well there at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh. I have a huge, uh, loud stadium at home. So hopefully that home field advantage will, will help them out. You know, root for the Steelers tomorrow because we need the help from them against the Titans tomorrow.
5: Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, that's that talk about hot defenses. I mean, both these defenses are are pretty solid, and I think, I, I guess JJ Watt's going to play. I'm not real sure what his status is, but um, you know, he's one of the best defensive players in the league, and the, you know, the Titans have a really solid defensive front, hard to run on. Uh, play good sound defense so you know this is going to be a game I think it's going to be kind of a low scoring game and you know you mentioned the home field advantage yeah uh, you know absolutely in Pittsburgh there is that you know they need to win but I I like the Steelers in this game I I, I do I think they'll uh, you know they're still in the hunt for you know for a playoff spot and they need to win uh, to kind of keep pace I know I think they're six six and one and you know, they, they're right there. I mean, they there are a couple teams in front of them, but they have to keep winning. So this is, a, this is obviously a huge game for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and I like when they're in a huge game. I think they typically rise to the occasion, and they're tough to beat. So I think you're going to get some help tonight from the Steelers, or tomorrow, I should say. In,
2: in, in <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Another game in the AFC, we had the Panthers are hot now. Uh, and Cam Newton's back, and, and their whole organization turned around. Who would have thought? Of course, Josh Allen and the Bills are no joke. They're at home, and it's going to be snowy, so it's going to be one of those fun games to watch where it's snow. Uh, I don't know how much that's going to affect with the Panthers, but my granddaughter's favorite team is the Panthers. I'm going to root for the Panthers. I don't have a dog in this fight as far as with... the Bills and the AFC, that side of the fence is pretty much determined already. Uh, But the Panthers and the Bills, I'm going to live vicariously through my granddaughter and uh, go with the Panthers at this game. But what are your thoughts on that?
5: Yeah, the Bills are really, you know, they're kind of struggling, obviously, you know, everybody kind of anointed them the Super Bowl representative from the AFC back in, I guess, week four or five when they knocked off the Chiefs. And yeah, since then I you know they had a hard time hitting the win column I think they're seven and six still in the hunt for a playoff spot and you know I think they're a better record than their a better team than the record <laughs> indicates but you know you are what your record says you are so I'm not so sure how good they really are but I think they are who we thought they the were <laughs> yeah I, I mean I don't know the Panthers are really limping along here uh I like the Bills I know it's uh at games in Buffalo, you say with the snow and everything. I mean, the I would like the Panthers better if they had Christian McCaffrey, but you know, once again, an injury to him. I'm not sure how effective he's going to be, you know, next year either. I mean, that's just those running backs get beat up so so quick and so fast. It's you know, who, who knows what the future holds for him? But uh,
2: I tell you, I tell you, my uh, my fantasy world came crashing down when Christian McCaffrey came crashing down. Rob Cronk, Rob Cronk, Come crashing down, and your Jalen Hurts come crashing down. So did my season. So, just
5: saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll pull out the I have smallest, not... uh, violin, man, and play it between my thumb and my forefinger. Right, the world's smallest violin. Is that what they say when? That's right. Thumb and the forefinger, you rub them together. So I don't know. Listen, I feel bad. Okay. I... Hey, Hertz, you know, Hurts has eight rushing touchdowns. That's a lot of touchdowns for a quarterback. He, he's helped you, but now, you know, he's not healthy. But I think now with this extra couple of days, Tom, to get healthy to play Tuesday night, Jalen Hurts will be out there against Washington. So, you know, that's something.
2: Well, tough, the, the sad, the sad part easy. about it is – oh, I'm sorry. No, the sad part about it is I mathematically eliminated anyway. So it doesn't matter <laughs> how good he does. And so it is uh, – okay. but the good thing is, our, uh, Melissa uh, – you know, our producer as well, behind the scenes gal, is in first place in our balanced uh, uh, fantasy league, and she looks to take it all. She's a Super Bowl champion possibility. For her. She's not hey, one awesome. yet. She's not one yet. Well, so, my right. Well, I
5: would
2: <laughs> say study that roster,
5: Tom. You know, look at her roster, look at her way and how she does things <laughs> when she drafts, and, and yeah. you know, copy it.
2: Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a uh, two two names with the Indianapolis Colts, uh, uh, Pittman jr. And, um, uh, what do I have a brain fart?
3: Oh, he's the best are, running
2: back in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those two players on our team. <laughs> that's, that's the reason. Why did I forget that name? It's like, I've been saying that name over and over again. And I've anointed him as a Colts God, you know?
5: <laughs> yeah. We yeah. He's her we best had a player. guy like
2: that in a while. Since the Edwin James, maybe I don't know, but you know we
5: talk about the Colts. That's a good comparison.
2: Yeah, you talk about the Colts needing the help from other teams. So do the Eagles, and Eagles got to take care of business against Washington on Tuesday, obviously. Uh, But the Cowboys and the Giants, you guys need a little help from the Giants in this particular scenario, Uh, don't you believe, to to boost you along with the
5: Cowboys and the Giants. I think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC. I think they're going to win the division. They're nine and four. You know the Eagles are six and seven. There's four games left. I don't think they have any chance of of winning the division. Uh, and and they do kind of control their own destiny. They have three of their four home games. Or three of their four games are at home. Uh, hasn't been particularly kind to them home field. They've only won one time in front of the home crowd, and that was their most recent outing against the Saints. But Uh, You would think that that would be to their benefit, you know, so actually this is the first time that they're playing two home games in a row all season, which was against Washington and the Giants. And now they're going to play those games in a span of five days. So not exactly a a kind schedule, but the Eagles control their own destiny. You know, if if they can find a way to, to win three of these four, I think they're going to get in at nine and eight as a wild card, Um, you know, but, question is, they've been so inconsistent all year. They've only won two games in a row once. Uh, you know, so they're not very consistent. and I'm not sure they'll be able to find that in the last month here, but we'll see. I mean, that they do need, they don't need help to win, to get in the playoffs. All they have to do is win, I think, three or four to get in. I don't think they're going to win the division. So, um, you know, whereas, you know, the, the Colts do need help, for sure, to win, you know, their division.
2: Yeah.
5: Uh, but even if they don't, I think the Colts will get in. But they just have to win. I know their schedule's tough. The Colts, you know, they got the Cardinals next week and then next week, yeah, uh, yeah. So on that's, you know, obviously that's a... oh, is that a... wow, okay, so yeah, Merry yeah. Christmas. That's a good way to spend the day, huh? Uh, I tell you, you know, what. speaking next, of some... – yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and then I think they play the, the Raiders after that on New Year's. Uh, yeah, January second, I think. So I mean, that those two—that's tough back to back.
2: Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, I was talking with Rick. We know he's a Lions fan, uh, and he's, you know, he's just rooting for the first-round pick of the 22,
4: 22, 2022
2: draft, uh, <laughs> which has now been postponed because of COVID. <laughs> oh, no, it
5: hasn't. Don't no. say that, please. No, I, no don't No. Geez, no, no. So, uh, well, who does he think they're going to pick? Who, who does he think they're taking with that pick? Does he you know on that? Told me. He hasn't told me. He bounced around a couple of names, so
2: we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But the Cardinals are at Detroit. mean, we, 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 we make jokes about Detroit, but Detroit has been right there in a lot of games. They've lost a lot of games they should have won. Now, that's no excuse, but they've had a very good showing at home. But Kyle Murray's back and he's hot. He's my other quarterback, but still, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna keep leaning on my my terrible uh the fantasy god hate me. But Kyle Murray's back. He's hot. And the Cardinals have been good all year long. They had a little bit of a slump, but now they've got, it appears that they've got themselves back in, in order one would think on paper that the Cardinals could go to the Lions and check off the box to get that done. But there again, like I just said, the the Lions have been playing very strong at home. What are your thoughts, the Cardinals and the Lions?
5: Cardinals win. And period. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, listen, I know the Lions have played well, but listen, the Eagles went into Detroit and they beat them. They put up 44 points. They they they. Right. I think it was 44 to six. I mean, you know they are they're not that good. Uh they really aren't. And Arizona is I think they're undefeated on the road. I think this is their last road game. They're looking to go 8-0 on the road and I just don't see it not happening. I I really don't. I mean, I think you know Cardinals are coming off a, a tough loss, I think to uh it was at Green Bay maybe. I can't remember, but you know, they're coming off a tough loss there. Uh and, uh, you know, I just think that this is a the way they're going to get better. I, don't, I really don't think the Lions are that good, to be honest. I, I just don't. I know they've played some teams tough, but, you know, like I said earlier, you are what your record is, and they are eleven and one and that's just dreadful. They're going to probably – I think they're going to fulfill Rich, Rick's uh, Christmas wish, and they're <laughs> going to get the top pick
2: <laughs> in the draft. Well, the last time the Colts had the top pick in the draft – well, we know how that turned out. Any which way, <laughs> Washington yeah, on Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday, uh they're at home in Philadelphia. We hope that all the postponements and stuff has, has worked its way through the system and that we won't have any more postponements. But as we know now, Washington at the Eagles, uh, you want to break down
5: that game for us, sir? Yeah, I mean – You know, again, you don't don't know who Washington's going to have available, you know, coming on, off the COVID list. Uh, You know, they put their quarterback, Tyler Heineke, on the COVID list on Friday. I don't know if he's vaccinated or unvaccinated, but if you're unvaccinated, you have to miss a minimum of of 10 days. So, you know, if he's unvaccinated, he's out. Uh, I think Kyle Allen, their backup, was supposed to be eligible to come off the COVID list on Saturday. I'm not sure he has. Done that yet? Of course, he doesn't have to now because they don't play till Tuesday. But you know, you don't know who they're going to have, you know, playing. Uh, You know, it looked like Terry McLaurin, the receiver, he was injured. Looks like he was limited in practice this week. He's got another two days. He'll probably be available. Their defensive line was, you know, not doing well with COVID and injuries. So you don't know who's available to really make an educated guess. But I just think, you know. Yeah, but I just think the Eagles are, are, you know, they're at home. They're not happy with this postponement. I mean, they've only had two players put on the COVID list, the Eagles, and they're not happy that they're kind of being punished here for, you know, taking care of of their own house while Washington was unable to do that and contain anything. Uh, So they're not happy. They're at home. Uh, Jalen Hurts will probably return. The Eagles are are relatively healthy. They're going to get Jordan Howard back to running back. I think, you know, this is an offense. They've run over a hundred. They're the number one ranked running offense in the NFL. Uh, You know, they've run for over 175 yards in their last six games, which is the first time in Philadelphia that's happened since 1950. So I just expect them to kind of bludgeon the Washington team here with the run game. And, you know, Jalen Hurts is a big part of that run game. Uh, And if he's healthy, and I think he will be, you know, he's going to run. Miles Sanders is going to run. He had 120 against the Jets. Uh, I just think the Eagles are going to run all over him like they have, you know, in winning their three of their last four games. So I think you're going to see more of the same against Washington. And I think, you know, they've scored 30 points in six of their games this year. The Eagles, they're 10th in the league in scoring. Um, they're five and one when they hit 30 points. And I think they're going to put up 30 plus against Washington and win this game by two touchdowns, something like 31 to 17.
2: Ed Krabs, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles and SI.com, our official NFL contributor. Ed, this is the last show for 2021. We'll be back on January 8th, 2022. Uh, we, take this off every year, and so this is a good time for everybody just to go back and listen to our podcast, wherever you find your platforms. Uh, you know, you were talking about Christmas movies, and I and Melissa reminded me that we've been talking about wanting to go see The King's Man. That comes out on Christmas. Are you familiar with that movie? Mm,
5: I am, yes. that's That looks like a real good one, too, for sure. I'll have to put that on my list now that I've seen Spider-Man. You know, I, I wanted to see the James <laughs> Bond movie. Uh-huh. The theaters and maybe some maybe some theaters still have it but i never I never got the chance I't I, I so. get to see
2: that one either I, I used to be a big
5: uh huge james
2: Bond fan but uh, yeah, yeah me I didn't too to me see, too get to see that one so a lot of movies you can you can see and like I say, I stream a lot of stuff here so you know uh, with yeah. the Colts playing tonight you know we've got the afternoon and then you know really tomorrow football maybe but maybe stream some stuff there's a i'm we're a more big history bucks and there's a show on paramount. Uh, call it 1833 and that looks pretty good
5: and it, it stars Samuel Elliott that looks pretty good so we're gonna we're gonna start streaming on that well I've watched the um the other the the show that's the I guess the prequel to that or the sequel to that uh, Yellowstone which is phenomenal. oh yeah uh, now, now I, I asked that
2: you don't give me any spoilers on that because we started that late so we're a couple seasons behind <laughs> but yeah, yeah love, uh, love Yellowstone
5: yeah. One of the, the Yeah, best. and that's... 1833 is kind of like the prequel to that, you know, with how the buttons right. got the ranch and all, and all that stuff. So yeah, I, but, that's on my list. But Man, I'm watching so much stuff. You know, I started watching Breaking Bad, Tom. I'd never seen it. I, you probably have. I think everybody I know has, has watched I that. I saw it there uh, for a little bit. I know the concept of it,
2: but yeah. you know, I, I, I was a uh, Sons of Anarchy fan, and then I moved over okay. to watching their... Their, sequ- their next show over called the Mayans. Did not check the Mayans out. They're about three seasons in, but you got to check them out. Got to check them. Yeah, out. A yeah, lot of yeah. shows to stream on. You know, talking oh, yeah. about shows that m- most everybody's seen. I started watching the original NCIS like earlier this year. Oh wow! So I want to out earlier this year. I mean, I'm into I'm into select season 13, but I never had seen the. I will always watch some of the others. We watch NCIS Hawaii, but I love the NCIS New Orleans. So I digress into television world we go.
5: <laughs> we could go. With, we could do it. We could do a show just on you know what we stream and movies and all that because oh, I, I that love too. watching stuff like that. I mean that other than sports, you know, movies and TV, man, that's my that's my gig. I love doing, love watching stuff. You know,
2: Good well, you you mind. also like it.
5: You also like the theater, right? I love seeing the pictures
2: when you go yeah. into the city with your wife and kids and you go to uh, Radio City Music Hall and stuff. Those are all good pictures. I, I wish I lived close enough. I, I definitely would do that if I lived close enough. The, the train doesn't yeah, come all the way to <laughs> not, not yet, you know.
5: Not yet. It would be great if it did, for sure. But, not yet. Uh, but yeah, right yeah. It's, uh, that is fun to do. We, we actually have tickets to go in April to go see The Music Man with Hugh Jackman and some big-named actress. I don't know, my wife – bought the tickets so that's kind of what we have scheduled next is an april trip up there and uh, to see the music man Uh, but we'll see hopefully you know cross your fingers we have moved past this whole uh omicron and covid and all all this other stuff and we're still doing normal things like that
2: let's get past the cooties all right let's 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 don't take any cooties into 2022 (laughs) Right. <laughs> and I hope you have a great Christmas and a, and a great holiday. You mean so much to the show. You bring so much, uh, a high level of professionalism to the show. So we appreciate you and we look forward to uh, talking with you again next year. I'm sure we'll be talking offline from time to time. But I hope you and your family have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.
5: Thank you, Tom. I wish you and your family the same thing. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. But I'm sure we'll be in touch uh, over the holidays. Absolutely. We will, sir.
2: Have a good one, sir. All
5: right. Yes, sir. You too, buddy. See ya.
2: Ed Kratz, beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagle, good friend of the show. Uh, again, we're wrapping up. We're saying goodbye. Later, Gator, to 2021. This has been our last show of the year of 2021. Remember, go out there and think of veterans. Um, buy some Black Rifle coffee to help veterans out. Uh, you know, and, and spend some time with your family and your dogs and, you know, what, whatever is, is closest to you. But remember the real reason of the season. My name is Tom Mark with El Presidente. Enjoy your holidays. Have a great time. Just remember, don't drink and drive. It isn't cool. I'm out of here. Deuces. Happy New Year. And Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Christmas, Christmas time is here And Christmas songs you love to hear Thoughts of joy and hope and cheer But mostly shopping, shopping, shopping Christmas, Christmas time
0: is here The sleigh bells and the red-nosed deer Songs and songs we love to hear All played a thousand times each year Heard this same song twenty times And it's only Halloween to Christmas, Christmas time is here
2: and Christmas songs you love to hear, thoughts of joy and hope and cheer, but mostly shopping, shopping, shopping,
1: shopping. Christmas season starting sooner
4: every year. It's October, just of plastic Christmas trees, ransack the mall shopping till you lose your mind, spike
2: the eggnog sit back and watch Wood Off, Hobby, Harney, and the of or Charlie Wang time. It's time to do the Christmas, can't, if you can't, can't, dance, well that's okay
0: going to do the kick
2: line. all you need is a tree something like about a thousand presents wrapped up and
5: free join us next week for the balance in the meantime check us out on twitter tbalance or facebook the balance or online at www.thebalanceonline.com